I'll tell you guys, if I ever own a pet white rabbit, I'm going to name it Aldani because of just the pure amount of Easter eggs that were in this episode. The week that we're recording this huge momentous anniversary um, of the uh, of a, of the of a show that just put so much more lore into the universe and of course i'm talking about the 35th anniversary of star trek the next generation yeah boo oh come on <laughs> scruff come on scruff they use the no. theme music from from the first movie come on that's a tie-in right there for you <laughs> oh yeah that's that was such awesome music all right, Scruff, and, you got at least you get you got at least give us this. Ronald Moore joined as a producer. Uh, what what season was it? DB third, three or, fourth, or four? Somewhere. It's when, when the show when finally the show got, got good. good. Yeah, right, right, right. Ronald Moore, it got good. Wait, yeah. it got good. It actually did. No. As far as as far as Star Trek goes, it got good. Um, as far as Star Trek goes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It, it did take it definitely Riker got a beard uh you know it, it, things oh, improved. That, that, that makes it worth it right there Riker exactly got a beard. He, he went from potsy to Riker so uh oh god <laughs> Wesley Crusher became Doctor Who that's true mm-hmm. he did really so anyway the point I'm getting to you got to at least give it credit that Ron Moore who came on board when the sh- and, and improved the show the experience he got for next generation he then took that experience in the production side of things and went and created the remake of battlestar galactica yeah so okay i will give you that the remake of ba- the remake of battlestar galactica was epic so i will give you that um right. if there has to be a silver lining to this really dismal dark cloud that and, and you know that is it. We, we got the episode in the first season of Wesley Crusher getting stabbed by a French revolutionary soldier. So you know, <laughs> oh, he's loving that. Hey, here, here. how do you not appreciate that? Trek trivia for you. Trek trivia for you. We we spent a an obscene Beat me up, amount. Scotty. Of... Oh. <laughs> Scotty's no. not in TNG. Come on. Oh, we spent a lot yes, of time. He was. Yes, he was. Oh, yes, he was. Episode he was in an Relics. episode. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, in the Dyson Sphere, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, I stand corrected. And he admitted to Jordy the. I always remember that episode because oh he told Jordy. That's such nerds. He was like, he was like, Jordy. He was like, well, how long is it really going to take us? And Jordy's like, oh, whatever the actual oh. amount of time was. And he was like, no, 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 you don't understand. You always have to over exaggerate how long it's going to take you so that but, when. You, he says something about you got to you got to multiply it by four so they think you're a miracle worker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I I'm watching Wesley get stabbed on repeat. <laughs> you know we. You know, we I want to loop this together uh, and do like a two hour repeat of Wesley Crusher getting stabbed. You know we, you it's kind of brutal. It's right through the gut. You, you my, have my to buddy. give respect for for Will Wheaton. He's he's great on social media. He's accepted Wesley Crusher as as you know part of his past and he's fantastic on the big bang theory so let you know let's take it easy on wesley crusher slash will wheaton wesley crusher big bang theory epic i love the big bang theory i love all the star trek and star wars references in the big bang theory so do love the show yes and and you know a couple more things about next generation their captain really do we have to yeah no their captain had the best haircut ever 
first no. of all. <laughs> okay. And I secondly, last week we spent a lot of time talking about the fact that we got the first S-bomb in Star Wars. And in Next Generation, in very early in the first season, they got their first S-bomb, albeit it was in French when Captain Picard said the S-bomb when something they didn't work something they tried didn't work but he said the word in french and well, a lot of french, it, it, they got it by the censors that way because in they didn't french. know what he said yeah but had they had they not tried tachyon beams i think that's that... what they were trying and it didn't work so everything then... tachyon beams solve everything in star trek <laughs> that is the biggest MacGuffin. Uh... when it when in doubt solve it with tachyon beams right right so <laughs> okay what i what i was you really guys, getting you guys are absolutely killing me here what, what i was really getting around to was this week actually was the eighth anniversary of rebels so uh you know we had there, there was a star trek series called rebels uh g- give it time give it time <laughs> oh god it's no. the triple rebellion what? triple oh, rebellion no stop stop <laughs> no our moving, our, our moving right along now our beloved Rebel, Star Wars Rebels, uh, came out eight years ago this week, and uh, hard to believe we've had that those that lore now for that long, eight years, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I wish I, I would have took it more serious when it first came out. Uh, I, I didn't bother to watch it because it was a cartoonish kind of looking thing. Yeah. I didn't take it very serious. Some of those Rebel figures they released, that Hasbro released, were really cool, and I wish I would have paid more attention to it when it first came out. And we're going to get I, live action now from them. So some that's of them true. Are. That's true. Um, yeah. Now, I will I, I admit, I, I, I tried to watch the first season when it was came out, and I think I got partial way into the second, but, like, yeah, it was still kind of that kiddish. We talked about that with Duel of the Ranks, I think, where, you know, uh, animation back then was in a different place. It still wasn't um, as widely accepted by the Star Wars community as it is now. But, um, man, did that show get good in the end. It and did. The amount, and the amount of lore... That See, I uh, thought it was good right from the get-go, even though. Oh, even though I don't it was still kind of still kind of childish. I, I can remember a couple discussions we had a couple years back, and you were, you were, uh, that you well, that the, lightsaber, the, the, the were, lightsaber, and the the little uh, slingshot thing. Okay, I, I could I could have yeah. lived without that. <laughs> but I mean, I could pick everything apart if I really tried. I mean. But, okay, yeah, let's, let's, so I let's, could live without that. Let's get into the show. Welcome to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Brown Leader signing in. Who else do we have tonight? Uh, Brown 2 signing in, but I am busy watching Wesley Crusher get stabbed repeatedly. And this is Brown 4. I'm on the Enterprise trying to warn Wesley Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> so, DB, do you, do you really think Picard was his father? Oh, yeah. No, because there was an no. episode where they had the, the, the hollow... What was it? The hollow suite, the whatever they call that. Holodeck. Where he, the holodeck, where he hollow, actually hollow suite, really? No, that was on DS Nine, and I, I'm, not, I'm not making oh, that yeah. up. That's right, but, it was. But the holodeck, oh, he, you nerds, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I was trying to say was they actually had a, a hologram of Wesley's supposed biological father. Um, before he was killed because Picard sent him to his death. Which, of course, we all know he did that so he could hook up with uh, Dr. Crusher. But that's... that's right. 
yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Doctor Crusher, Beverly Crusher, his mom. That's how. That's yeah, why that's he was his mom. That's why he was on the Enterprise. Yeah. That's his mom. Yeah. Oh. Dude, your assignment is to go oh, watch yeah. TNG. Oh, let me think about that for a second. No. <laughs> it's better all than I can, all I can hear every time I every time I hear Picard and Star Trek, uh, that that line from um, uh, Fanboys, make it so. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> Not doing it. All right, all right. Let's let's get into. Let's get into what we're here, really here to talk about tonight, which is uh, Andor, episode four, Aldani was the name of the episode. And by the way, uh, we are broadcasting tonight from the uh, <laughs> freshest club on Aldani, located up in the Highland Mountains uh, range. Don't do it. Uh, far from the garrison, we are broadcasting Don't from say the, it. We are broadcasting from the four horny sheep. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I think we've lost Scruffy. <laughs> oh. Scruffy, come back here with those sheep. <laughs> we probably lost. We probably lost <laughs> half of our four listeners. Too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he sheared right off. <laughs> yeah, Diego Luna, if you're listening, we're sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, all Donnie. Um, brief summary of the episode uh it should be short and sweet summary uh character development (laughs) that's all it is there's your entire summary of the entire episode so i want to state for the record right now i do not want to hear any more grumbling from brown leader about character development hit i need more character development uh we've had four seasons of four episodes of character development so far i want to get some action but we still got to develop some characters here so I'm um, sorry. You know, so is we're there, gonna have more is, develop character development next uh, next week. Is there not enough pew pew for you in the episode? Is that what's no going no? There's not. There's not enough pew pew for me. <laughs> uh, it feels like a really boring James Bond movie. Oh, can those so words the, be used together? Boring. So the Ro- James Bond. So a Ro- so a Roger Moore. Exactly. Roger. There you go. Roger Moore. There you go. Oh, Roger Moore had the gadgets. Don't even get me started. That's true. The, That's they got true. gadgets. We had that little square box thingy that uh, Andor went and got. There's a gadget. Uh, you know. Oh, the Starpath unit. Yeah, that was that was, that was last episode. We're we're on, we're on to this episode anyway. It's all it's all the same to me. It's just one long continuous you know, character development. I, I'm sorry. Got, go ahead. I've got a retort for your your your, your character development <laughs> statement, <laughs> please, which please, is please, please. which is yes yes. I, I am happy. I'm extremely happy because there has been a lot of character development, and. If the sequel trilogy had had even a quarter of the character development oh, that this show had so far, the sequel trilogy probably would have been a little bit better of a series. You know, yeah, but... and then we just lost the other two listeners we had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, I will grant you that one. Yes, uh, I cannot argue with that. But if this doesn't get any better, I'm gonna need some med nog. I mean, even yeah. Mon. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys caught that, but even Mon oh, Mothma's getting it. even Mon Mothma's getting a character. I mean, come on. Okay, it's... I I will agree with that. I really I'm really appreciating seeing the some of the backstory, some of the history of Mon Mothma. Right, right. I, think, what... her, I think her husband's an a hole, but hey. Oh yeah, there's there's a whole topic right there. The husband, <laughs> yes. uh, Perrin, 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 Mister. 
I don't know, social arrangement marriage. I don't know what it is. Uh, here's what I think is going to happen in that storyline. He's not aware of what she's doing. He's going to, you know, he's just a social butterfly kind of person. That That's his thing. He was so excited about this dinner with the governor of Hannah and Barbara and whatever other. <laughs> Hannah Montana. <laughs> whatever other dignitaries they're going to have. You know, he was really excited by it. And, you know, and. and it was almost kind of like a game to him where he was going to put everybody at the table. And, and she was really just like, Oh my God, gag me with a fork. Um, and G- gag me with a fork. Yeah. I, did you really just say gag me with a fork? I did. But anyway, uh, here's how I think inter- is that your inner teenage girl coming out? <laughs> it is for sure. I'm a God. Anyway, oh God, um, I'm sorry. I said that. We've, we've actually managed to get negative listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. We're going to start getting protests. Uh, so he's a social, you know, basically he's a social, politically social person. You know, he's probably not really pro empire, but not against it. He's within living within the rules so he can have the lavish, you know, socialite lifestyle. He's going to find out what she's doing. He's going to threaten to out her. And then Luthen is going to send, uh, it'll be far enough along in the story that he will send Cassian. No, Clem. Clem, Clem, Cassian. <laughs> He's going to send Cassa uh, to uh, Cassa. Cassa. proceed to proceed with the divorce proceedings by making her a widow. So that's <laughs> so, my guess. You may be so, right. So okay. So, in other words, if this were that other TV series you both are bugging me about, he would be wearing a red shirt. No, that's Nemec. And we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Nemec, Nemec would be a red shirt. Yes. Nemec yes. is the red shirt. Yes. We are definitely yes. going to get to that. So, but no, I think <laughs> I, I could totally see, you know, if, if the show really wants to be cool, I could totally see once, once Clem Cass, Cassian Andor gets into this role. Um, yeah, that Mon Mothma's threatened, her husband's gonna out her, and yeah, they, they they drop Cassa in and he assassinates Perrin. That would be wow, what a you wanna talk about dark and gritty right there. I think that would just be phenomenal. But it that's just you know And that would be some action and I'm down with that. <laughs> and you know, while we have Scruffy excited, <clears throat> let me bring up the first Star Trek reference. Okay. Perrin, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to watching uh, Wesley Crusher get stabbed repeatedly. Perrin is also the name of Spock's stepmother on the Next Generation. Perrin was Sarek's oh, second wife. Oh, you're and, so right. And I highly doubt it's a coincidence that we have a character named Perrin on this show. Yeah, I. That not goes sure how I. I'm not sure how I feel about you two right now because you both knew that and I did not. That goes along with the other one that you pointed out to me today. Oh, I'll bring oh, that up. Gorn, later. Gorn, yeah. yeah. Um, and the only way I know Gorn's is from Big Bang Theory. Well, see, the when first Sheldon appear- has a dream. I I don't know if I've seen that episode. Don't don't ruin it for me. Well, I I can give you a sh- well I'll give you a short and sweet of the episode. Penny buys them both uh, vintage Star Trek toys. Sheldon opens his and breaks it, so he swaps it with um, with um, Leonard. Leonard, 
uh, and then has bad dreams above of Gorn infested dreams because he did something bad. And Spock, the action figure, is talking to him in his dream about how bad it is. Oh my God, I have to look at this episode. There you go, done. Well, you know, as long as we've gone there, you know, they introduced this guy as Gorn, and I thought. This is a monstrous guy, not a giant green lizard, so he can't be called Gorn. <laughs> you know, Captain Kirk fought the Gorn in the first season oh of the original series. And, trivia, they brought a Gorn into Star Trek Enterprise years later, and it was CGI, and it was horrible. Put the guy in the rubber suit. <laughs> <laughs> Scruffy has checked out of the conversation. Okay, I, a new rule. No more Star Trek talk for the rest of this episode. But, but, but... Go ahead, get it out of your system. Last chance. Going once. Going twice. Warp drive! Phasers to oh stun. Oh seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both right now. Yeah. The landing party will be Mr. Spock, Dr. McCoy, and Ensign Louie. Who's going to die? <laughs> oh, Ensign Louie. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's get back. Let's go. All right. All right. Now, all right. Go back to the uh, the summary. Give us a quick summary all right. here. All right. So, back to the summary. I'm going to go get some med knock. Uh, <laughs> Mednuck. So, <laughs> excuse me. So we see, uh, we see Luthen and um, uh, Cass, uh, Cassa. They're in the what we now officially know as a Fondor hauler, um, cruising away from the planet, and they. Uh, and then at the same time, we start to see. Um, we meet Deidre, uh, Scruffy's girl in white, and she's turning out to be the cool character I thought she'd be. Yeah, so you see her, you know, marching across uh, Coruscant because, you know, they're approaching, uh, or uh, they go to uh, Coruscant, and you see her, and she's part of the ISB, uh, which uh, is the Imperial um, Security Bureau. Security Bureau. I'm here uh, yeah, for you. So, so they are the uh, the SS of World War II's Nazi fascist regime. You know, think of it kind of like that. Or not the SS. They're the, um, oh, what were they? Uh, SS um, Stormtroopers. Um, but, you know, his secret police. Um, so. Oh, that's going to kill me now. Y- you see a briefing. And, uh, man, it is harsh in that briefing, man. The guy that's running that briefing, he is wow he doesn't pull punches and it's like you gotta cut your own weight and we meet blevins who is gestapo. in charge gestapo, gestapo yes thank you yes. um we meet blevins uh who is in charge of that sector uh you know that's got ferrix and the whole corporate area uh i keep wanting to say mandalore it's not mandalore but um the uh and they talk about the end uh, NS was the NS9 Starpath unit. Um, yeah, the NS9 Starpath, which piques her interest because I guess she's uh, one of her jobs is kind of more the security thing. And it was she confirms that it was stolen by the Steer Guard uh, shipyards or whatever. And 
it was uh, we get into that whole side of things including the dressing down of uh corn pop uh sergeant <laughs> mosk and uh the lazy chief um and man uh merlana the merlana sector i don't know why i was brain farting on that man too much star trek talk probably um everything's klingon right now uh okay real quick i love the scene where he raises the sarge raises his hand yes <laughs> and he just looks at him seriously and keeps seriously yeah and he like will not let him talk and did you catch they have to uh authorize the action after action report without even reading it they're not even yeah. allowed it's mm-hmm. like don't even waste the time to, reading it yeah they have to attest and um poor corn pop just looks so scared and he's just uh later on we come to find out which we you should be able to tell been able to tell right from the get-go that what's he do he goes home to mama corn pop is a mama's boy on coruscant yeah there's a whole five minute rant there that we're gonna go ahead and skip for right now yeah i knew he i knew i just knew he ironed his underwear yeah uh i knew he was a mama's boy he ironed his underwear it's like really that's the best we can do that's your character development right there (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say they had to be good characters just developed (laughs) i don't know if it was good development either (laughs) terminated and sent home to mom um, mm-hmm. so that's that's a side plot of one of the side plots of the episode another side plot we find we finally get into more Mon Mothma you know and we also come to find out that Luthen is uh, you know he's basically an antiquities a quote unquote antiquities dealer uh, on Coruscant and that's his connection with Mon Mothma you know she comes there to kind of have a private conversation and this is where I you know I mentioned earlier we talked about the, the number of Frickin' Easter eggs. Not just the Easter eggs, but the lore. The lore building. You know, Ryloth was mentioned. Um, she talks about the, oh, what is it that, um, when she's talking with her soon-to-be-dead husband, Perrin, um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, oh, that that one senator was trying to block her about the food aid to that one planet. Um you know, yes. and, and that's the same planet that in Rebels she talks about. It's R- Ryloth. Was it Ryloth? I thought it started with a G. I thought it was a different For the Sindula oh. family? No, no, the she brings up the another Twilight? one. The Gormans or something. Yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, Gormans. Yes, okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, and, and she talked about that with Perrin, and he's like, well, do you know what? They, they blocked, you know, the, the aid to, to Gormans and... You know, and in, in, in Rebels, she's in there, and that when they're ferrying her because she has to escape, you know, and the they're helping her helping her get to safety in the Ghost in Rebels, and that's what she she got she left the Senate because of that. So that was a cool lore building moment. Um, the you know talking about Ryloth, talking about you heard when uh, um, was it Corn Pop was coming into the airplane terminal or to the space terminal. You hear the other planet names, including Hosnia Prime. Hosnian Prime, yep. Hosnian Prime, uh, which gets blown up in the sequels, uh, thanks to uh, Ray's psycho boyfriend, Kylo Ren. And <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> Come on. For everybody that ships Kylo and Ray, okay, whatever. You know, she's Palpatine and part Amidala. She too was in love with a raving lunatic psychopath murderous person. 
just like her ancestor Padme. So um, the uh, that sounds get, like character uh, development. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to rethink things. <laughs> Your assignment is to go back and watch the sequel trilogy <laughs> and appreciate. Uh, let me think it. Uh, to, to quote Scruffy, let me think about that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I thought that was a great scene when, and oh, oh man, the memes now. You see Luthien getting ready on, on his ship, and after he drops off uh, uh, Clem on. Clem. on Clem. Uh, I love that name. Clem. Aldani. And I, I was telling Scruffy this at work. Anytime I hear Aldani, all I can hear in my head now is, Utini! And so <laughs> in my brain, the two are just, ugh. I, I, I'm having. Having trouble un, un, untwining those, but the great scene. Um, you know, the, he's getting ready. He puts on his his coruscant, you know, and he does the fake smile. Like, who amongst us has not done that? Like, okay, time to pretend to be happy now, you know. And that has become such a meme now. It's taking over Twitter. It's hilarious. What was the <laughs> What was the one I showed you at work? It was. Uh, 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 when I'm getting ready uh, to click onto the Zoom link. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what I do before I answer the phone? Right, right. I, so, I, th I think I actually do do that now. All probably. Right. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, so great scene when Mothma and Mothma and, you know, her having a secret meeting with uh, uh, Luthen and talking about funding. Um, the pure Easter eggs in that gallery was just phenomenal i mean just phenomenal um you had a costume or you had a, like a suit of armor that closely resembled uh star um, killer star killer from the bad ending portion of uh that video game you had uh you had mando armor you had uh you had a Gungan shield in the background. You had Calicori. Calicori. Uh not uh, not Hera's families, but you had one. You had, uh, you know, and this is lore stuff, but uh, somebody said they saw the Plo Koon mask. I didn't see it in there. I I'm not so sure about that one. I don't know how they identified it as the Plo Koon mask. I don't know if I would agree with that, but I, I, seen, what, I seen what they were talking about when they said that. Well, I saw it in the I don't trailer. Buy it. I saw it in the trailer, but I did not see it in this episode. Is what I'm saying. Um, well, I, I I went back through and I watched somebody else's review, and they actually circled what they thought was the Poku mask. Okay, all right. Didn't, all right. Uh, I don't know if I buy that. Um, and then you had some real, real crazy little Easter egg things, and these are true Easter eggs, which was. What appears to be, and I think I sent you guys a picture, appears to be Indiana Jones's whip in Frozen in Carbonite um, in one of the scenes. Uh, you had a Sith and a Jedi holocron sitting on a shelf, and which is which is lore. But um, and then you had the other major Easter egg, which the the picture is really fuzzy. And I'll say I I need to give credit to the Indiana Jones whip um, that is courtesy Alfie from rule the galaxy spotted that. So I want to make sure we give him credit on that. He also spotted next to the, uh, holocron. Yeah. yeah. 
what were the name of those stones, Scruffy? Sh- the Shankara stones. Shankara stones from Temple of Doom. From Temple, from Temple of, Doom. of Doom. Yes. Yep. It's a real I'm... grainy, fuzzy picture, but they sure do look a lot like it. And consider, uh. and considering they had the uh, the what was it, the fertility uh, thing from the beginning of Indiana Jones. Uh, uh, the the fertility uh, gold the golden fertility god type, yeah uh, head. they oh, the had idol. that yeah. yeah they had yeah, the that idol. The idol. Uh, they had that on uh, Voss's desk or Voss's collection in Solo so considering they had all that it would not surprise me to have those stones in this but uh, just that's what I'm saying that's why I made the joke about the Easter eggs at the beginning because it was just like wow just crazy just crazy amount of stuff no all uh, those things were in Luthen's shop. Yes. I'm going to have to go well, back and watch it because I totally missed the Indiana Jones bits. Yeah, and that's, you, you know the part where they go into the back room mm-hmm. and she's looking out at her driver who they don't really know who he is? To the right, you'll see what looks like two smaller square slabs of frozen carbonite leaned up against the side a sidewall in front of the window there that, that is in between the two rooms. And it looks a lot like his whip. And Oh my! You see what I mean? Yep. So, you know, pretty pretty darn cool. You know, Um, some some cool cool stuff. But let's get back to the main story, which is uh, Aldani, Udini, Clem getting (laughs) dropped off, and Clem getting you know, and that's cool. I love that he picked the name because he's like, well, pick a name that you got to use for the next five days, and he picks his dad's name, Clem. You know, and that that that's very cool. Oh, is that uh, his dad's name? Yeah, that's that is. So, what we're building, what we're seeing, kind of identifying is the the two. You know, Marva and the guy that reminds us of Parker from Alien, when they came to rescue him. Uh, his name was Clem, <coughs> and <coughs> excuse me, and it's listed in the oh, credits. Okay, yes, yes, yes. We yes. we know that we know that you know IMDb has it listed as Clem. I sincerely okay. hope this is all a nod to Clemso, who's been in basically every movie ever made since 2015, because he's have, he's the nicest dude ever. Totally. And have you seen his social media post today? Yes. Or yesterday yes. and today? He's yeah, all stoked he, about it. He's totally stoked about that. That's awesome. I did uh, I, I did comment on that he was the first person I thought of when, uh, when Cassie and Andrew said Clem. Yeah. Yep. As was yes. I, because absolutely for for those who who may not have listened to our previous episodes, um, we were lucky enough to talk to Clemso for quite a bit at the IIIC yeah. in Nashville, and uh, and and not just at his desk. He, he, I ran into him on a social occasion. I think you were there, Brown Leader, that one yep. time that I was yakking with him, and just yeah, when, oh, you were out, when you were outside smoking, I don't I'm smoke. I was sitting I'm, on the uh, smoking bench, but I, <laughs> but I'm taking up smoking this time ago. <laughs> but he, he was very, very, just absolutely wonderful talking to anybody and everybody. So well, I, I do, I truly appreciate that about him. He did, he was willing to talk to anybody and everybody, and I, I really like that in, a, in, a, in somebody of his uh, caliber. Yep. Right. Clem. Yeah. Oh. Clem. Clem needs Clem needs more notoriety in the in the. He does so much. He's been in so many of the Marvel. He's been in several of Star Wars franchise films, um, sequels. Uh, you know, a couple he, of James I, Bond. A lot, of, yeah, James Bond. I mean, he's one of those guys that you see in the background that you, you just see him, you know. And 
I hope he gets more prominent roles the, the further he goes along. I really like to see him kind of push to the front a little bit more. But yes. yeah, definitely very cool for us to have that uh, that name used. Uh, very cool tie-in. Uh, we appreciate it uh, very much. But yeah, that's his that in the story in in uh, in Star Wars, Clem was kind of his adopted father, as Marva was his adopted mother, uh, kidnapper slash mother, and. Uh, it's interesting because you know that we've heard the references of his dad being hung, so there's there's backstory there, there's character development. So I definitely want to uh, hear more of that. But one of the first cool lore things right from the get go, he pulls out the blue kyber crystal to give it to him as a down payment uh, to secure his help because he's offering him two hundred thousand to help some rebels pull off a, a, a heist, and that blue kyber crystal. He talks about, um, uh, where is it? It is a, oh, where's all my notes here? I um, forgot, I, I, I know what it is. It was at the front, it was on the tip here. of my tongue a second ago and it's gone now. Kawadi Signet. Yes. Kawadi Signet Blue Kyber Skystone. And he talks about, uh, the lore behind it. It was celebrating the uprising against the Rakatan invaders. And that is a Knights of the Old Republic reference. Because they were the ones in Knights of the Old Republic that built the Skyfor or the uh, Starforge, which is the big doomsday weapon at the end of the game. And a lot of lore building right there. And the fact that they made a coder reference was just, with that blue kyber, is just phenomenal and then i did see somebody today uh on twitter talk about um something Jin urso's dad said to her when he gave her that kyber crystal the clear one and he said the strongest uh stars are forged with kyber or something to that effect um that was uh that was the uh the the, the blind guy oh that's right that's what it was yeah um yeah. come on dv what was his name cheer it yeah, chess. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, yeah, lots of lots of lore building, lots of Easter eggs. He's hiring uh, Clem to pull off a heist uh, with a bunch of rebels. Uh, we meet Vel, who is the leader of a rebel cell on Aldani, and the uh, kind of kind of I loved her line about. And he's like, you hired him. We've been we've been living on roots and sleeping on rocks for this rebellion. <laughs> and you want to bring in a mercenary? And, you know, but I loved Luthen's line at the end. He's like, well, if he doesn't work out. That's the beauty he, of renting him. That's the beauty out. of renting him. He's disposable. You know, and I was <laughs> like, ooh, that is. Ooh. Yeah, you know what? I caught that, too. And I keep thinking, we don't really know who Luthen is yet. I no, mean, no. We, we, he's playing all sides. He changes his persona to be for whomever he is communicating with at the moment. Man, he could be an imperial plant for all we know. The way he, the way he changes, he's a chameleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah without without a doubt. Uh, and then they travel to the camp. They're going to pull off this heist at a garrison. Oh, hey, can I um, can I interrupt here because this is where yeah. the episode turns into. Lord of the Rings, we're walking, we're talking, we're walking, we're talking. Oh my god. 
You Thank know, you. We're just walking and talking. Let there be a friggin' battle sooner or later. I got. I got to go <laughs> scruffy on this let's, one. Let's, <laughs> let's just roll the ring into the fire and walk away. Okay. Right there we go. Okay. <laughs> right. Interruption over. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh wait wait wait. Before we get before we start though, I would like to celebrate this moment that Star Wars just got a second swear word. Luthen stated to Cassian, you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. Mm -hmm. And that was an epic line because uh, he ultimately does die fighting those bastards. He does. Uh, and I don't bastards remember Jean-Luc now... Picard ever saying bastards. <laughs> no, he says, make it tho. Make it tho. <laughs> make it tho. Did you catch that line when, when they jumped to hyperspace? The jerkiness of the jump and then Cassian's line of... What's mm -hmm. what's powering what's this powering ship? Is, yes, yeah. yes. That apparently awesome. those those ships aren't supposed to do hyperdrive, huh? Oh, I don't know, but there was there was something jerky about that jump too, and it was kind of yeah, like it wasn't a smooth takeoff. It was uh, right. from dead stop to instant go. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty there's awesome. There's a definitely a thread there, a plot thread of something. Yep. Um, but the. Uh, um, oh, wanted to throw out uh, that droid, um, the the voice that's in the that Fondor ship. droid, yeah, Fondor droid. Somebody on on uh, our Scarif Scuttlebutt today said, "What if uh, what if he downloads that that data into K two S O? Because it gets a little bit borderline snarky with him. Because he's like, can, yeah, I help can, you I, something? can I help you with something? Yep, love um, it. To which I retorted with, "What if Cassian downloads?" A destroyed B two into K two. Oh, you know, that's like that's you know, a lot of circling had, back. But I can yeah, see it. but you know, B huh? two's personality. Could you kind of see it? Kind of stretching towards K 2s I don't know, maybe. But uh, anyway, that's a whole whole another tangent. But so she takes him to the camp. Um, he has a, uh, I thought Luthen's speech to Vel was really good about, you know, you're a leader. You got to make these decisions. And I love the way he dropped the bomb on her and said, basically put the smack down on her. Yeah. And yeah, said, you, you take him or the mission's over. Right. And he also said, and you're going to own this or, you know, if you're, you, you wanted to be a leader, this is what being a leader is. You'll still make the calls. You'll still make the decision on whether the mission goes or not. You know, so on and so forth. And I, I thought that was a great... Oh, man. Skarsgård's acting in that part was really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, the we, So we meet the... Um, oh, also, something in their dialogue when they were on the ship. He said, uh, who do you think I am? And Luthen says that to to Casa, uh, And he's, he's like, Alliance, SEP, Guerrilla, Partisan Front. And he names off four factions. And then he's like, well any of them they're all they're all, they're all the, the same. same to me yeah yep. Yep. I, I was like huh that's a cool little caveat cool little detail i thought because yeah. galaxy is bigger than we thought <laughs> right and you got saw's group which were the extremists you know so they're gonna Part, follow the partisan they're the partisan front right right partisans um, uh but anyway back to the back to the main story so uh, summary 40 minutes in uh, the, <laughs> yeah. They walk and they talk. Okay. They walk, they walk <laughs> and they talk, and we develop some more character. Yeah, and we right. walk and we talk, and and we see four horny sheep. So it, it's you know it's all good. 
Sorry, I fell asleep for a second. So we meet the rebel team that's going to pull off this uh, Dirty Dozen type heist. Oh, yes. Okay. Who's got the red shirt? Let's talk about the red shirt. Guy. Okay. So you've got... You've Sleepy. Got Vel, is, Vel is the leader. You've got Skeen, who was the buzz cut guy that wakes up Nemec, who was the guy that was sleeping. Um, and Nemec is... He's the red shirt. He's got to be the red... He's going to be a red shirt. There's just... It's a classic setup. Pure and simple. Um, he... I loved his little, you know, they gave him quirky little details, like, he's so into the model building, you know, the glue's not dry. The, oh, you know, I love the, it how he says delicate. it's not to scale. Yeah, it's not to scale. Uh, uh, reminded me of Back to the Future. Yep. <laughs> and and he's kind of mousy, you know, And but what really hey, is, sealed what, it... What, did he have hair, hairy feet, like a like a hobbit? Like a hobbit? He <laughs> was, he, was he helping carry the stone, or the, uh, the, the ring to the Mount Doom? He's gonna... He's gonna jump uh, from the top of the garrison or something, holding the sacrificial time bomb or something. I don't know. But, the ring. Uh, the ring. Yeah. Uh, but Nemec, cool. what what really sealed it as the red shirt was when they were when they had their team meeting about Cassian and whether to keep him or not. He said, "If he's a belie- if if he, he's a he's a believer in the cause, that's good enough for me." So he's a pure heart, which means he's gonna get killed. Classic yep. setup. Classic. Uh, all I had, can think of right now is one ring to rule them all. <laughs> Sorry. You had uh, Terraman, who uh, one of the other rebel guys, uh, and Sinta, who is kind of the medic who patches them up. And then we meet Lieutenant Gorn, who rides in on a speeder bike. Speeder bike. And it had all the sounds from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it, it, did. Did. it was, was awesome. Terrible. Loved it. And he's not a giant lizard. All right, go ahead, DB. Let's uh, do a five-minute rant on uh, Gorn and what Gorns are and uh, what episodes they appeared in. And did they have anything to do with Tribbles? No, but I can see them snacking on Tribbles. Okay, let's go back to the story. Uh, Actually, I like that (laughs) plot thread. Let's let's go back to that. New Tribble Puffs. (laughs) (laughs) Tribble Puffs. Tribble Puffs. Okay, that's awesome. Get your protein and floss at the same time. Um, <laughs> Yuck. Oh, wait. What's the furry little hither there, furry? What's that sound? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, so he, so, come on. Let's, let's wrap up this review. We're yeah, I know, right? So much to Andor's surprise, he finds out this heist is at a garrison. Um, they've got to pull it off during this big festival. Uh, the eye, Was it the Eye of Aldani or something where the big light show basically which i think we've seen in the trailer um i think we've seen that he's piloting a ship getting chased by tie fighters and the sky is real brightly colored and streaks of stuff i think that's 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 when he's taken off because they asked him too can you fly uh, it's a certain type of freighter and he's like can you fly that and he's like yeah i can fly that um so i think that scene that we in the trailer uh is from that heist uh probably the end of the heist or whatever when they're escaping with the with the hall but uh, so he learns what that is. Uh, we learn more ISB stuff. Corn Pop goes home to Mama, um, and yeah, and he Luth- iron his underwear. And uh, Luthien meets with Mon Mothma. She gets more character, more development. Uh, All right, more character development. More character development. Woo! Yes. Um, and yeah, and uh, Perrin Perrin must die. He's annoying. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. 
looking lovely. Uh, did you notice on the list of names that she recited, Sly Moore? Sly Moore. Is one of, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you both know who she was. Yep. The bald-headed mm -hmm. female that was always to the mm -hmm. right or left side of uh, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. Yep. Yep. Thought yeah, that was a cool piece there. That is a very cool piece. Excited to see if they actually bring her into the show. That so, would be awesome. Um, I wasn't there opposed. Wasn't there a uh, reference? Was it last episode to Tommy Tommy Two Horns? Um, <laughs> that that uh, credit to to Skinny. That's what he calls calls him. Um, Tommy Two Horns. Tommy Tommy Two Horns. Uh, so that's all I can think. Mas was it uh, <coughs> Masamata or whatever his name is. Yes. So, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, tr I'm trying to remember the actual, the actual name. I think yeah. they referenced him in a previous episode too. I think was it last episode or something. But, but yeah, so. that's that's uh, episode four, Utini or sure. Aldani. And, I uh, did appreciate seeing some of Coruscant without a Jedi around. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the daytime. And in the daytime, yes, because it's always dark there for some reason. Right. Except for when uh, Obi Wan went to uh, went to went to the diner. Right. And whose help was he getting? Uh, who 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 did he go see? Uh, Come on, Dex. the big guy Dex. with four. Dex. Yeah. Yes, Dex. Dex. Yes. Kept pulling his britches up. Uh, something I want to touch on, which we we were having some discussion earlier during work via text and everything, and I was having some discussion with Duel of the Ranks too. Uh, I think I'm starting to piece together. Scruffy and I talked about it this morning, and then I did a little reading on Wikipedia and Andor's age. And, you know, we talked about the fact that, uh, and we didn't touch on this yet, but in the beginning, he talks about being on, um, when he was 16 years old, uh, he was on... Mud Planet. Um, uh, Mimban. Nimbin. Mimban. Mimban, yes. Mimban. For six months. And everybody is automatically... <laughs> wow two years in the trenches only uh, every, to find out he was a cook for six months right and all of a sudden you know and we think automatically we think solo okay and and at first uh scruffy and i we were doing some digging through wikipedia and we're trying to figure out when that battle was in solo and we narrowed it down our, our first guess was because uh, Solo takes place between 13 and 10 BBY, our guess was maybe 12. I finally found a listing that said 10 BBY. So if he was 16 when he was there, and if that was 10 BBY, he would only be 21 years old now in this story, which does not seem right. Seems a little too young, right? Yeah. So I read back, and the Clone Wars, when it was... Uh, it was 22 BBY, which would put him at 30, uh, I think it was 34 years old. 33, okay. 34, that's 33, much more accurate. 33, 34, and some other clues kind of support that because think back to the yellow skins on the crashed ship and they said Republic soldier, even though they were wearing CIS uniforms, and if he would, that would have been, and and I thought I had read somebody somewhere online that somebody confirmed that took place before the Clone Wars. So there still would have been people possibly wearing that symbol prior to the split, the Civil War. 
Well, and, and there's something that Luthen said that clues you right in too. He said something about who were you fighting? Oh yeah, we found out we were fighting ourselves, yes. which was Palpatine's entire plan during the prequels. Exactly, because when the clone war, when the clones went in there, it was the uh, I've got it right here. It was the uh, 224th uh, clone division, which became the Mud Jumpers, uh, which were dubbed the Clone Mud Jumpers, and the 501st, and they were going in to train and assist the Lacento tribe. This was in 22 BBY when in, if he was 16 and he wouldn't have been serving in the empire when he was 16 anyway. Right. Um, and what happened was after the clone wars ended, they were going in supposedly to help the locals, the natives and train them against the Confederacy, the separatists. And what happened after the clone wars, when the Republic became the empire, they turned on the tribe and enslaved them basically and said no you're gonna do what we want you to do and that's why and, and and it said it was 12 years i read somewhere that this kind of went on for 12 years between clone wars and the battle that we see in solo so it could have been yeah it could have been anywhere during that time but with that statement that you just said that that luthan that would make sense because if he was there initially thinking the Republic was the good guys, then he sees it turn into the Empire and they turn on him. It makes that statement completely. It, 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 it's throwing everything in line, I think, timeline wise. And how sad is it that we know more about a fictitious galaxy's history than probably our own planets? <laughs> <laughs> probably. No, that makes us cooler. Oh, okay. Well, then right. we are ultra cool. All right, and one more thing I want to bring up for some debate. If I could only remember my wedding anniversary. Dang it. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> um, Mom mentioned she had someone who can help me. Who was she speaking about? Uh, she wouldn't be speaking about Bail Organa. He would already be on board. He's already in the mix. Uh, he's already committed. Maybe Leah. Well, Leah's starting to get into some serious politics by now. But uh, I don't think that I don't think it's Leah. I am wondering if it's not Ahsoka, huh? Because Ahsoka's out there, obviously. Now that would be fun to bring her in at this age. She is in the background helping get the rebellion off the ground. Yeah, because she's pulling the whole fulcrum thing with rebels right mm -hmm. now. Yep, mm -hmm. she's feeding them intelligence. So. Oh debate that for a week and let's uh, see if we can figure out who who we think that might be before that's the a, next episode that's a really good point do you think they'll bring Sato in so, you know Sato was kind of a cool character I liked him okay that's that's another good possibility that would Sato, be fun because Sato is already kind of organized with a military group when the ghost crew joins yes them. okay so it could be Sato as well could be Ahsoka yeah. could be Sato No, that's cool. I, that's a cool concept. I like that. that yeah. You're right, because she is. She's doing intelligence gathering and uh, under the name. So we'll have to definitely listen. If we hear Fulcrum mentioned, that's going to be huge. That's going to be pretty darn cool. But um, but yeah, so that's uh, 
episode four. A lot, lot happened. A lot of character development. A lot of story development. So much character development. And it was so much boring. story development. Just so boring. So boring. And we're walking and we're walking and we're talking. <laughs> Yet here we are, 50 minutes later, still talking. But you know, there's some other fun stuff in there yeah. that struck me on my first feeling. I've watched it three times now, but I'm sorry. <laughs> and I and I've still missed the Indiana Jones whip. But anyway. Could stay awake the first time two times? Uh, no, I managed to stay awake. It, this oh, was right. this was lightning paced compared to the first three episodes. Okay, I, w- I will give you that. Yes. <laughs> um, they they re- they've really gone over the top to contrast with character development. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was thinking introducing new characters that I've got to learn all about. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Yes. But uh, they, Scruffy, they... you better watch it because I'm gonna act like Corn Pop's mom, and I'm gonna slap you if you keep up with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, listeners, I'm selling tickets. We'll have this on YouTube. <laughs> I'm gonna slap you and then hug you. <laughs> no, they, they've. Really... <laughs> all right, we're gonna have some ticket sales. <laughs> They've, they, they've spent an obscene amount of time showing the contrast between the Imperial officers who live in this beautiful, sterile, dust-free world, basically, and everybody who lives out on these planets who basically are having their planets strip-mined and pillaged and, you know, sleeping on rocks and eating roots. Now, mm-hmm. that I've really enjoyed that but then you get within the imperial community and man the tension they're building between dedra and uh blevin yeah yeah oh, there's some sort of that, that, that conflict oh that's gonna bubble up and be a lot of fun i think i agree and, yeah. and, then, and then yeah then you've got uh corn pop or woody as i want to call him <laughs> um, <laughs> you know they they've you know they basically decommissioned the little security unit there you know, so apparently they're yeah. all gonna go work on Vespin sooner yeah. or later. But <laughs> Vespin sooner. Or later. You know, but... I seriously hope that we don't see uh, Woody any longer. I, that no, he was just oh, an irritating character. He, he he's gonna be back in some no, form. No, no, please no, don't say it. And he's gonna bring Wilson with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But no, don't. Uh... Those are some of the fun things that I've picked up on, even though I missed uh, the, the Shankara stones. Well, you know, I'm not hating it. It's just, it's, it's just a little slow for me. It is. But slow. Uh, I do, I do appreciate that it at least makes Brown Leader happy there. But, uh, you know, oh. we have character development. Just, you know just what? We're we're gonna get 15 episodes of character development, only to have this massive battle at the end and see them all die, and it doesn't matter anyway. So. Oh, hey, that's right, Rogue One. Yeah. Well, I like that Luthen makes that reference early on in this episode too. That wouldn't you rather, you know, you're going to ultimately die for this cause, you know? You're you're, you're going to die. Your yeah. His exact line was, uh, "You'll ultimately die fighting these bastards." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was reminiscent of what Obi Wan says to Anakin as they enter the the bar in Episode Two in Attack of the Clones. He goes. Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? And it was kind of like, <laughs> you know it's coming. So when they say something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, foreshadowing yeah, is right. not really foreshadowing. That's kind of cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I you know it's laying down intrigue. It's building suspense. It's it's building you know it's building something. I you know I yeah I'm digging it. I'm I'm happy. I'm uh, fat and happy. <laughs> so, You're an imperial and, officer, huh? Fat and satisfied. So speculation, speculation. You know they they've given Cassian three days to learn all the their their plan. Oh overnight overnight yeah i guess they made it overnight at the end but i have a feeling the first thing out of his mouth in the next episode is going to be i have a better idea and change the entire plan Ooh, could be you know go back to the trailer where we see him in an appear uniform clean shaven yep oh well they no they okay. talk they're gonna get uniforms because they ask Gorn if he's got an extra uniform. Right. That would, oh, that you're would, not wrong. You're not that would wrong. Fit, that would fit Clem. So that's already part of the plan, I think. I just think he's gonna say, you know, I, next week I could be here, you know, eating crow. But I have a feeling he's gonna say, I got a better idea. Let's try this, and it's gonna, you know, screw it up. Yeah, very possible. I, you know, best laid plans always first point of contact always fall apart. So, uh, yeah. So, wow, look at that. For such a boring episode, we sure talked longer than the last three episodes combined. Well, because this was definitely a better episode. <laughs> so. Yeah, we uh, had our first TIE Fighters of the entire series. Yep. Oh, that was, yes, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that that and the speeder bike were the two best parts of the Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so far. For sure. All right, Star Wars news. Uh, no, collection corner. Come on, no better. Than oh, God, class. Sorry, collection corner. Collection that's, corner. That, that's why I. I that's why I lead this show. Scruffy. Uh, so, well, that and your t- character development piece. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not. Le- I'm not letting that go. We forgot about the greatest part of this episode. No, we didn't. The, the part where they use tachyon beams and <laughs> the got away. Oh. <laughs> You shut up with your tachyon beans. The poncho, dude. Space ponchos are back, baby. Space ponchos are back. And this... I cannot tell you how excited I am about space ponchos. Love space ponchos. Ponchos Love are them. back. Luke wore a poncho. Yeah. Who else wore a poncho? Obi-Wan. Le- Leia. Leia. Uh, Qui-Gon. Um, a lot of characters have worn ponchos. But I, I, think, I think for cosplay, I should see I'm just going to throw a poncho on. Mm-hmm. Throw a poncho on. We're done. Space poncho. Space ponchos are back. That's right. Collection corner. Anyway, collection <laughs> corner. Moving on to collection so, corner. Here is collection corner this week. I found a Obi-Wan, uh, the retro collection, Obi-Wan Darth Vader. Check it out. What? Oh, Where'd my. you find that? I found that at uh, Myers. Wow. And oh. then from eBay, or not from eBay, uh, Amazon, I ordered the Retro Collection Mandalorian Boba Fett and The Mandalorian. Very cool. And nice. in typical uh, Amazon fashion, they shipped it uh, so that the card is just about uh, you know fairly destroyed. It's authentic? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, I was going to open this one anyway. So, not so bad. 
Uh, picked up a few XP, picked up a few more comics this week. Um, I've opened up a big can of worms there that I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from. And I got uh, Chewy, uh, a couple more Porgs to play with. Nice. He's got stuffed Porgs that he's tearing up. Nice. DB, how, how about, about you? you? Anything? Uh, you know, the extent of my collection this week, I, I got those uh, ultra-cheap retro Mandalorians that I was talking about last week. They they arrived in the mail, but no, I've... I'm. I'm still on the spending moratorium unless something really cool comes along. And and uh, my, my Padawan has pulled out the Christmas catalogs that have come already and is pointing out, pointing out all the Funko Pops she thinks I need. Nice. So I'm going to circle all those and send them to you, Brown Leader. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. All right. Um, so for this week, I added uh, four pairs of Baby Yoda Halloween socks. <laughs> right on. Uh, of course you did. Of course I did. And uh, they don't sit on a shelf. I actually wear them to work every day. Um, got those at Burlington. Four bucks for two pairs. Um, can't beat that. Uh, but then I also got uh, the Mrs. Brown Leader needed a new uh, silicone oh, yes. uh, case for her Air AirPod Pro or for her AirPods. And I was looking on uh, the the big web web retailer and looking for some replacement silicone cases. And of course, uh, it only came to I don't know. I got her two of them, and it still came to like thirteen bucks. And because I don't have Prime, uh, I kept looking, and my fingers just happened to type in AirPod case Star Wars. Of and course, I started, it did. I started scrolling around, so I got a Boba Fett AirPod case. Nice. And I'm super jealous of that, by the way. And this is a very cool one. It's a Millennium Falcon. Sweet. And it will open up. Uh, I'm super jealous for the AirPods. So uh, I got two cool cases. Uh, they were only like eight, nine bucks a piece or something. Um, so not too bad. But uh, yeah, because I didn't have a case around mine, I figured, ah, oh, what the heck? I got to get to twenty-five anyway. May as well just order some extra cases on the order. And uh, and then I also the biggest thing I got this week, I got it yesterday, and that was character development. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got some character development, all right. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm just glad you're happy. Man. I'm I'm extremely happy. I'm super excited to see where this goes. Uh, it's gonna kill okay, me though. So next... In, in next week, if they don't pull the heist off in one episode, if they drag that sucker over two episodes, that's gonna oh be... I I I think we're gonna drag this out to that's oh, gonna be there. the end end of the end of the season right there. Oh, the, the ship taking off and that's there's, our there's our so, excitement. Right so there. the first half of next episode is going to be character development on the Garrison Commander, and. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and 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 his uh, right hand support, uh, and then it's going to be the head of the Thai uh, unit at the air base. That's what do they say, 50, 40 clicks away or something like that. Fifty-two, uh, 52 clicks away. We're going to learn all about the wing commander over there and his backstory. Um, 
and about his tragic past on uh, I, I don't know <laughs> fought 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 in the Battle of Ryloth and and uh, uh, Mimban and, and Hosnia Prime. I don't know. Uh, somehow knew the Kazudas and I don't know. <laughs> you sure it's not the Martez sisters? <laughs> the Martez sisters. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, only about thirty years too early here, aren't I? <laughs> Oh, what if the freighter that's there, the delivery freighter, is the sisters making oh, the delivery, Lord. and he steals okay. their ship? <laughs> Moving right along to uh, Star Wars news. Star Wars news. Uh, Star Wars yeah. news. We kind of um, talked about it. James Earl Jones. Uh, very sad, sad, sad news for me. Mm-hmm. He is officially retired as the voice of Darth Vader. So Dude. this year we lost John Williams. We lost uh, James Earl Jones. No, we have not officially lost. No, yeah, not yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Was, uh, I need his autograph from active production. There we we've go. Lo- we've yes, lost them from active production. Yeah, so. 2022 has claimed too many people already. I can't lose those two. Yeah, exactly. So you know, but we we knew this is start. This it's going to start happening. You know, more of the the OT people are going to you know gonna be they're gonna be going to their own moisture farms to hey. retire and uh living out the rest of their lives so i have to look at I it did. this way james earl jones is darn near twice my age if the dude wants to retire i know how tired i am if he wants to retire <laughs> i don't know how tired i am and i'm only 52 yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and if you want fun, find the Big Bang Theory episode with James Earl Jones. It is oh, freaking hilarious. That was an hilarious. awesome episode. It's one of the that best. That was an awesome episode, and that's the first time Carrie Fisher has ever met James Earl Jones. I know, wasn't it? Was in the Big Bang Theory. That? that was awesome. But you know, we're talking about sad stuff. We we've also recently had Mark Hamill's birthday, Dennis Lawson's birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Scott Lawrence had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know who Scott Lawrence is? No. Quick tie-in yeah. here. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, a Book of Boba. No. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. No, I'm thinking of him from... Um, I know what you're thinking of him from. Resistance. Yes. He was... Um, oh, the shop owner. What the heck's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also has voiced Darth Vader. In the animated stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the video games. Yep. Video games. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had several Star Wars birthdays recently. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, of course, the biggest uh, Star Wars news of all this week, character development. Character development. We had some <laughs> character development in this uh, TV show called uh, Andor. Andor. Andor pew pew. <laughs> All right, we got we got uh, nothing. Yeah, um, no, I'm, 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 this is, this had better get better next week. All right, I got the, one last. I got oh, one last thing. Mednog, we got Mednog. 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 I, I do have. This. I do have one last thing to tie back into what I was going on about <clears throat> uh, Cassian uh, and his age, and there was something in episode two when after Tim. Uh, the gloriously killed Tim. Um, oh, and that's what I was going to say. Perrin is Tim plus plus. 
in the amount that I want him to die. So, um, why? What? What's with the hatred for Tim, man? Tim was a snitches get snitches end up in ditches. Snitches end up in ditches. I, I um, think you're going to be shocked when you find out that Perrin is actually an Imperial operative. Probably. I think I'm going to be shocked if we get any action in this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, He's anyway, going to die from a splinter. Anyway, what I had what, infection. What I wanted to touch on, and it furthers the whole, uh, it furthers the whole backstory of why Cassian might have been part of that more clone era Mimban, was when they bring up his record, the the security uh, corn pops guys back at the station HQ, uh, when they get the the tip from Tim, um, they say when they pull up his rap sheet, his record. They list out insurrection, destruction of imperial property, and assault on an imperial soldier mm. for Cassian's record. And if he was part of, you know, that Mimban tribe or whatever, and, you know, at first fighting with the clones, and then when they turn into the Imperials, they turn on the tribe and he fights the, you know, that whole transition thing. It just kind of, it's more, to me, it was more just kind of proof towards that but more character to, development more character development yes, yeah. big bang boom booyah all right <laughs> did you just say booyah 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 so um all right uh i think that's a good place to jump off for the night all right we... and here's the only the 723rd time i'm gonna shake my head as you sign us off from where we're at tonight. Oh, yes. So, uh, Oh, my word. Did you actually forget about it and I just reminded you? Yes, you did, actually. Oh, uh, so I, I, you, you start to tune out the after a while. Um, God, that's so bad. So uh, if you've enjoyed the show, if you've actually stuck around long enough to listen, uh, if you'd like to give us some feedback, uh, feed the algorithm on your podcast yeah. listening uh, service of choice, you know, please give us five stars, three thumbs up, whatever it is. If you'd like to reach out to us and talk to us uh, about uh, uh, any topics you'd like us to discuss, more character development on certain aspects of Star oh, Wars. Oh, please, no more character uh, development. <laughs> no, let, let me interrupt you, Brown Leader. If you'd like to, if you'd oh. like to reach out and slap us... <laughs> I will be give me an email. I'll be happy to send you Brown Leader's address. You you can follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email us at uh, brownsquadron at gmail .com. You can leave us a voicemail on Anchor .fm, uh, the voicemail feature on that. So, uh, by all means, reach out to us. Uh, tell us how much you love the show, how much you uh, love the character development and the deep dives that we're doing into that character development, and. Uh, if you'd like us to hear, like to hear us say uh, corn pop more, so. Um, <laughs> so, I think we are going to get out of here for tonight. We are been broadcasting from oh, the. Oh God! No. <laughs> uh, from, stop! I can't. All right, and we've been broadcasting from the four horny sheet tonight, live from Aldani in the Highlands. Uh, it's a shearing good time, and we are going to oh, get out of here for the night. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been listening to Hyperspace Heroes. That's, That's no, no moon. moon.
Hey, Scruffy. Nah. Come on. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs>